Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings and salutations. I'm Audley Stevenson, and this is the Audacious Living Podcast. Thanks so much for being here on the most audacious podcast on the web. I'm super appreciative that you've taken a moment out of your day and have chosen to spend it here with us uh, as we continue our ongoing goal of helping you live your best audacious life ever. Uh, As always, I encourage you to connect with us through our social media channels. On Twitter and Instagram, our handle is The Audacious Pod. And then on Facebook, it's The Audacious Living Podcast. Uh, On YouTube, if you head over to our YouTube channel and click on the notification bell, uh, you'll be immediately subscribed. And uh, I'd encourage you to do so across all our platforms. Like, follow, subscribe, and share. And let's keep uh, those good conversations going. Now, on today's episode of the podcast, uh, I'll introduce you to a first-time author by the name of Tyler McAllister. Uh, Tyler is a young man who recently wrote a book entitled Young, Grown, and Knowledgeable, What Every Young Adult Should Be Honing Right Now. Now, Tyler didn't set out to be an author. In fact, he shared with me that he never ever saw himself writing a book prior to actually doing it. But it's one of those things where the idea came to him and he just went with it. And that's so amazing. I absolutely love that. He just went with what he what he felt and he created something so special. Um, now, Tyler recognized that a lot of his peers didn't have what he had in terms of the, you know, the plethora of, of mentors and family members and friends that helped him as he was growing up, growing up and that guided him and directed him and really spent some time showing him and teaching him important life lessons. You know, those life lessons have stayed with him as he grew and developed. And so when he wrote Young, Grown and Knowledgeable, he essentially wanted to be the resource to his peers as they were entering into adulthood and, and pass along some of the late same learnings that were taught to him. I truly, truly, truly commend Tyler uh, for doing his part to help his own generation, and especially in this manner. And it's one of the reasons why I was so happy to have him on the podcast and so happy to have give him an opportunity to share his story. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Tyler McAllister. Enjoy. So, so let's 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 jump into your book, Tyler. It's called "Young, Grown, and Knowledgeable: uh, What Every Young Adult Should Be Honing Right Now." Right? I got yes, it. All, I got it all out. Right? You got it. <laughs> awesome. So, so give, give me the premise behind this. What made what made you write this book? Obviously, it's 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 directed towards young people, trying to prepare them for life beyond the world of youth, right? And so, uh, talk about what what sort of the premise behind this for you. Right. So 
growing up, I had a plethora of mentors, family members, friends that taught me various things and traits that would help me as I enter adulthood. And I thought to myself, you know, there's a lot of young people out there that don't have those resources or, you know, they, they never got taught these things. And I wanted to be that resource for them. And, you know, they, they can look up to someone, especially someone their own age. It's like, wow, like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's rare. But um, yeah, I, I just wanted to be that for people that aren't so fortunate to have those kind of people in their life to guide them and, you know, teach them things that they will face that they're not expecting to right now. So nice. uh, that's kind of the, the, the premise behind it and the reason why I wrote it. Right. Is, 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 was the, uh, being a book author, is that, was that a goal for you or where did <laughs> that come from? Because uh, first off, I mean, it's one thing to write a book, but it's to another thing to write a type of book that can impact people potentially the way this one can. Right. Um, no, um, growing up, I, I never thought I would write a book. I was, uh, it's funny. Uh, I was, uh, uh, last summer when I wrote, it, I started writing it in uh, last May. I was going to Costco with my mom and I was like, you know what, mom, I think I'm going to write a book. And she's like, really? Okay. What's it going to be about? I was like, at first I was kind of going on off of different genres, like horror or romance and somehow I landed on self-help <laughs> for young adults. That's but, and then I, I remember when we bagged the groceries from Costco, I went upstairs to my room, got on my computer and I was like, Let's get started. So I just I just started writing. I didn't have a title. I didn't have a chapter. I just started writing. And I thought, you know, I could put together some of the things that I've experienced and turn it into a great story that's relatable for, for young adults to understand. So, and then, so I, I, I'll give you my experience and, and maybe it's the same similar for you. But oftentimes, yeah. you know, so you talk, for example, uh, being taught lessons in your youth. Right. So when you're right. a young person, you're being taught these lessons or instructed them. I don't know how much, I'm with you, but I don't know how much attention you, I mean, I didn't pay a whole lot. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you found later on in life, you reflect, you're like, oh yeah, this, I, I was told this. Oh, I yeah. did what this was told to me. I was taught that. Was, was, is that sort of a similar experience for you? Or was it something I did? I'm, I'm, maybe I'm a rebel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, it was, it was the same for me. Um, you know, growing up, I, I, I was taught these things. So. I guess that's uh, eventually as I was figuring out my genre, that's, I just naturally gravitated towards right. uh, self-help. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My mom used to say, uh, you know, bend the tree when it's young, right? So right. Yeah, right? So that's, those are the lessons. So those are things I was told as a kid, right? Like, you know, all those, and they, and they resonate with you. And I think what happens is you fall, when, when you get in those situations, you fall back on that and you're like, oh, and it's that moment of epiphany almost. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you broke you broke your book down into three sections, right? Uh, right. Sharpen your mindset. Uh, the second one, self care is the best care, and the last section was you're on your way. Have you sort right. of make the distinction between those three sections? And I don't want to sort of touch on a few points, two of those chapters in there, but maybe talk about what those three sections mean and what they're what they're about. Right. So I, I broke it down in, in these three easy parts because I think these are the tools that you need to get started. It's, it's, it's not much because whenever we do something, it starts with your mindset, right? Before you eat something, before you talk, before you drive, you have to think about doing it. And so if you have a conscious mind 
and you know you're not impulsive and you think about things thoroughly that will set you up for great success like there's some you know 56 year olds that haven't grasped that yet so if you grasp it now and in your 20s like sky's the limit so and then uh going on to self-care that's very very overlooked a lot of times we get caught up in work we get caught up in oh i have to do this and that and you forget about you and no one's going to take care of you better than you and know you better than you so i want to emphasize that for young adults like hey you're important too not just your job not just family it's so and then uh, after that you know once you're grown and you move out go to college trade school whatever you do you know you're on your way you're on your way to success so you got your mindset ready you're taking care of yourself now the rest will take care of itself and and as i, as I appreciate that explanation because i tell you something uh when, when you break it down it totally makes sense tyler it really really does you know the everything starts with your mindset i absolutely agree with you i think you're, you're bang on at the way you think about things you know that what's that the expression you know thoughts become things right and so the right. way you approach things mentally, the way you view things will sort of frame, you know, how you see and how they actually are. I, I truly believe that. So the, the, the work around the mindset's so big. And, and, and I think, and I agree with you as well, that self-care often is overlooked. And, right. uh, you know, there is an emphasis on school, especially for young people, right? From, that, from their perspective, the emphasis is on school, uh, getting good grades, um, you know, pleasing your parents. Um, you know, the, the, the obligation to your friends, right? Right. Uh, and all of these things. And we oftentimes get forgotten about that. And the interesting thing is when you become an adult, you know, people still forget about themselves. And they still have to be reminded <laughs> of the importance of self-care. So um, I think those are good. I think the last one is when you're on your way, that's like, you know, this is, this is, this is meant to be the springboard, right? And you're on your way to, to, to you know, to the good life, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> That all makes sense. I mean, that's how I see it. Is that, that in line with what you got in mind? That's, that's perfect. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Now, now, before we get into the, the, the and, I, and I don't want to spoil it for, for our listeners, because I want them to go out and grab a copy of their book, but there are some, a few chapters I want to get you. We talk about a little bit. Uh, but also, also, before we do that, you've got a military background, right? You're in the military. I am. How much has that influenced into this? Um, the military did a lot because the military is, it's like one big family, right? Like it's, it's, it's very big military, but it's small. So you might get done with your duty station, you go somewhere and you're like, hey, I remember you from basic training or I remember you from this. And so uh, similar to, to my football experience, it's like a big family and everyone has a, a similar mindset and, and drive. So um, my military background definitely helped me to write it and, um, formulate some ideas on how sure. uh, I can write to um, relate to young adults. So, And then the, uh, I, I would imagine the discipline piece is also quite big too, right? Oh, most definitely. You have to be disciplined. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. Um, so in part, in part one, uh, the, the very first chapter is you have the right to do the right thing. Right. Explain what, what, what the premise behind that is. So you have a right to do the right thing means, you know, it's, it's kind of broken down into two things. So it's um, you have a right to do what you feel is right. For example, I used um, the book, my parents, how my grandparents raised my mom and my dad, or I'm sorry, my, my mom and um, how my mom raised me and my brother. So 
neither of the two were wrong. They were, it, they were very different. Neither of the two were wrong, but it's, it's your preference, you know, as long as it's not like illegal. You know? <laughs> and then um, uh, doing what you feel is right is, uh, so I, I use my story for like a, basically a, a scenario and basically making the right decision. So doing a decision that basically you go to your mom and say, oh, I did this. She's not going to be upset. Right. Or if, if you have to think about it, it's probably not a good idea. Or it might ruin your career, your internship, whatever you go you have going for yourself. So there's a difference between doing what you feel is right and making the right decision for you, gotcha. um, for your future. Gotcha. And, and, and sometimes those two conflict, right? Those two, they do. they're not always in sync. And, and that therein lies a conundrum for a lot of people. That, exactly. That's um that's big. And I just want young adults to understand that because you know you're you're growing, you can do what you want, but make sure it's like good. You're not doing something that's right. gonna embarrass you or your family or mm-hmm. you know, so. So, so so Tyler, what do you suggest when you when we get to those points of conflict? Like how do you how do you make those decisions then? Because we're always gonna be faced with tough decisions, right? Life is right. all about tough decisions. So what kind of things do we take in consideration when we're trying to figure out which way to go? Um, I would say what, what kind of helps me is I think back to, like I was saying before, like, what would my parents think if I did this? And I just, I just see the look on my mom, my dad's face of disappointment and grief. Like I raised you better than that. And a lot of us don't take that for granted. Like when you make a mistake, you represent somebody, your legal guardian, your parents. And I just think, you know, I don't want to do that. Or I think about like for the military, I don't want to get a dishonorable discharge because I did something foolish, right. you know? Right. So I just think about the, basically the missed opportunities I would, I would have if I did something like it would definitely cost me something of importance. And um, that's what kind of, kind of drives me when I have conflict and adversity. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, you, 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 I'm, a, I'm a big cookie fan. I like chocolate chip cookies. So, you know, you're talking about <laughs> even if the cookie crumbles, it's still edible. And I agree with that. Um, yes, sir. Let's, let's talk about that. Because what, what I'm hearing there, you know, that you can always pick up pieces, really. Is, is, that, is that right? Where are we going with that? Yeah. So, um, you know, you always start with the cookie, like the whole cookie, right? So it's whatever it could be. You want to be a doctor. You want to be a lawyer or, you know, whatever the case may be. Sometimes it may not always work out. And that's what we, we get blinded by that, by we see all our, maybe our mentors or our friends like, oh, they did it. I'm definitely going to do it. I'm doing the right thing. I did exactly what they did. But then bam, like something happens and that can no longer happen anymore. It's like, what do you do? So basically that, that perfect cookie that I explained is crumbled, but it's still edible. You can still be successful with another career of your choosing. That's right. So, as, as opposed to just saying, ah, the heck with it all, it's over. Like, there's always still opportunities. And that, and that, and you know, and, and regrouping and repiecing sometimes is, is, is super challenging for people because the focus. So, you use example, you know, an example of a career. I was so focused on being a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor, and that didn't happen. You know, in, in my world, professional basketball world, uh, you oftentimes have, and I, I'll use myself as an example. Like, you know, I love playing basketball as a kid and I always wanted to play and I did the park all the time. But then I just got yeah. to the point where I wasn't good enough to get to that next level. 
So what do you do? And so I now work in professional basketball, but I found other ways to be connected to the sport and be around it. So I think we talk about, you know, picking up the pieces, if you will. That's kind of, the, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Exactly. So you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> awesome. So. Awesome. awesome. On this podcast, we talk a lot about boldness. We talk a lot about being courageous. We talk a lot about being you know, audacious, if you will. And I think your chapter on get out of your comfort, get out of your comfort zone fits nicely because this is what we, we encourage and promote here. Right. So I wonder if you can sort of expand on get out of your comfort zone and, and talk a little about that chapter. Right. Um, so this, this is one thing that is very underrated as well. It's um, a lot of times, like say you're, you come into a, a new job and you're promoted to manager. It's like, Huh? Like you, you aren't expecting it and you're not too comfortable because you're not experienced with leading and managing. So it's like you got to get out of it. You were chosen. So you got to step up. So a lot of times it's um, people are, are afraid to do something different and they're afraid to expand on the unknown. And you have to do that to be to get to the next level as a young adult. And by next level, I mean, really, really unbox your potential. And because you, you don't know what you're capable of until you try new things. That's right. And when you unlock those things and you get out of your comfort zone, you know, it, it you, you naturally feel more confident. You, you feel better. It's like, you know what? I achieved that. I did that. And I trusted myself to, you know, accomplish these things. So I think it, it, if you get this down now in your 20s, uh, you're, you're going to achieve some great things. <laughs> yeah, sky's the limit for sure. And- uh, again, get, getting getting used to um, get, again getting out of that comfort zone, but that you know that takes that leap of faith you gotta take. And 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 what's really cool about that is you take that leap and you have success. You now you're gonna have an opportunity to build some momentum, right? And you right. Got, right? And, and then and then that next leap, as scary as it may or may not be, you have that success to go. Well, I did this before, so why can't do it again, right? So I I think it, it's it's important to keep continue to challenge yourself, really is what we're talking about here. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. Uh, don't stop when the times are tough. I think a lot of us can relate to that because we all experience tough times and mm. there are instances where we want to stop, isn't it? Right. Uh, I've had several. <laughs> but I was like, hey, Tyler, stop. You got a goal to achieve. <laughs> yeah, well, and it is. It's, 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 and it's easy. It's, it's interesting because it, it may be easy to stop, but it's actually not. Because by stopping, you're, you've killed your momentum. And you now have to restart again. And maybe that restart is going back to the beginning or, or whatever that might be. But it, it, it takes some time to sort of restart. So, you know, something happens, continue to plow through. Because I think that very much ties into getting out of your comfort zone. Because yeah. if, you get, if you plow through, you get through your comfort zone, you're on to great things, aren't you? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Uh, in part two, you talk about uh, always being yourself. Talk about why this is so important, Tyler. Oh, this is this is great because being yourself is 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 so important and it, it's so just overlooked. It it, it kind of bothers me. It's like, why aren't you like you're very unique and you're putting that down because someone doesn't like it? Like, come on now. So basically, I'm just encouraging people because. Um, you know, as we grow up, a lot of us experience um, things because we're different outside of our race. 
for example, I use the Oreo method because that's what I was called because I wasn't what some of my African-American students uh, thought I should be or how they acted. I was just myself. Right. And I was like, well, how is, how is that any different? Like, I'm still, I still have dark skin like you. I'm still African-American. Like, we're the same. You know, we go back some years ago, we're definitely the same. So um, it's, it's, it's just realizing that you're unique and, you know, it's okay to be yourself. You don't have to listen to people that make fun of you or tease you. It's uh, that just means that they don't understand. Right. And maybe they're kind of jealous that you're confident to be yourself. I don't know. But I, I basically wrote it to say, Hey, young adult, you're, you're awesome. You're amazing. And like I said, don't let anybody tell you that you're this or that because you're different. Yeah. Being yourself is the best thing, one of the best things you can do for yourself. Absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I think oftentimes there's a challenge, you know, people sort of challenge, is being myself enough? And it absolutely is, right? It absolutely is. We all bring something special to the table, something unique. And I think we're obligated to do that to one another. Because if I'm right. bringing out my best self, uh, you know, that may encourage others to do the same. So you've now written this book, Tyler, that could bring, and, and I can inspire people. That might inspire someone to do something great as well. But hey, look, Tyler did this. Maybe I can too, kind of thing. So we, so we, we're, right. we owe it not only to ourselves, but other people. Absolutely. Agreed. So. Agreed. Set the tone or get owned. I love this one. <laughs> Tell me about this one, Tyler. Was it the tone or get on? It's it's just what it means. So when you basically when you wake up in the morning and you know you're all you're you you're consistently you know swatting your alarm clock. You're like, yeah, I'm not gonna do this. You're basically saying that you're allowing yourself to be owned by laziness and just un- unmotivated things. And so basically, it's uh, if you don't do that, you get up and you you know you have a goal. You want to work out. You want to call your grandma, you know, that's setting the tone. Otherwise you're letting yourself get on by your laziness. So just saying, Hey, and I'm not saying like, I say in the book that um, it's okay to have lazy days, right? Like everybody needs a day to chill. But Mm -hmm. if you consistently every day, you're just like, eh, I'm not going to go do this. Then you're getting known by your laziness. Gotcha. Gotcha. And and then I think also what happens is you, you sort of, you get owned by it and not even realize it. Because exactly. if you're so set and sedentary in your ways, you're like, this is just what I do. Not recognizing that you've, you're have you owned by something else. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. So, I've, it's, it's been happening. It's happened to me a few times. I've been lazy and stopped working out and stopped doing things. And, and I had to remind myself, like, I'm being owned by laziness. I got to. I got to shake this off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, no, no. It's a, it's a good one. I like that one a lot. I was really, that one, one of the ones that definitely jumped out to me. Uh, oh, yeah. Another one in, in part two, last one I want to touch on in part two is, you know, be upset, uh, 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 learn, forgive, and then learn from it. Uh, all of those things, no one listening to us will have any, will debate that they don't understand that. They all understand it. Well, all three of those things involve actually doing. Like, you got to do it, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. Um, easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that chapter was really influenced. Uh, in, in the book, I talk about a story how I got really upset with my uh, my middle school coach and 
you know, flipped them off. And I was like, I just embarrassed myself, my team, my, my parents. Like I was just, I was just so heated. I didn't even care about what was going on. So basically I realized that as, as upset as I was, you know, I was, I was wrong. And, you know, I, as mad as I was, I, I forgave him. Right. I realized I can't be upset for, for forever. And I, you know, after I forgave him, I sat down and I learned from it. I learned, Hey, I can't go around flipping people off, flip off my boss and, you know, just storm out of the office when I get mad because then I'll be fired indefinitely. <laughs> but I have to control that and then maybe go to his, his or her office, maybe have a private conversation. Hey, I felt this way. I think this and they'll, oh, okay, you know, we'll, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that was happening. You felt that way. And then we'll work it out that way. But if you do it your way, when you're upset, nine times out of 10, it's not going to work out for you. And I like that last piece to learn from it, right? Like, you know, I right. think the sort of situation that we go through and, and we haven't picked up on the lesson, I think we wasted the experience, right? Yeah. Because there's a lesson in everything. So um, that's a big one. And I also like the fact that uh, you're clearly saying it's okay to be upset. Like being is. upset isn't a bad thing. It's a re- a, it's, is it fair to say it's, it's a release of, of, of emotions? It is. Um, you know, it's, it's not bad to be mad at all. It's, it's what you do when you're upset is the issue. So as long as you control that, that anger and you realize, hey, this is temporary, you can be as mad as long as you want. So, Right. So don't, yeah. don't, don't hulk out on people, right? Like you turn right. green, but then you got to go back, right? <laughs> right. You got to go back and can't, can't go rogue anymore. You got you to gotta stay focused. <laughs> gotcha. uh, I want to jump into the, the, the last part, and uh, I, I'd love to hear uh, your, your take on the see you later versus goodbye. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, yes. So I, I, I didn't understand when I first heard it, but in the book I explained about my friend in uh, school, you know, I told him goodbye. He's like, I don't believe in goodbye. I just say, see you later. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, saying goodbye means that you never want to see me again. I'm like, oh, I get it. It's like, goodbye. See you later. Like, you know, it's, and then see you later is like, okay, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. So just that, that verbiage, um, I, I made a, a story about it and uh, translated it to when you finally move out, you know, your family, your friends, it's not a goodbye to see you later. Right. Because although you're an adult, you know, we, we still rely on our parents for things and, or whoever. And um, you're not going to never see them again. It's not like a goodbye. You know, you're definitely going to see them later and they care about you and they will always support you no matter what age you are. So it's just realizing that you will always have support. So. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you talk about the importance of mentorship. Um, right. I, I, I want to spend some time on this. because I think this is a really important one. Uh, mentors can make a world of difference for people uh, in so many ways. I wonder if you could sort of elaborate there on that, Tyler. Yes. Um, so as we navigate through life, you know, there's situations and things that we may not fully understand or things that we need more guidance on that maybe uh, someone, someone else that we, we rely on can't do. And a lot of times that's our mentors. And, you know, let's say you want to be a pilot, like I say in the book, you know, when you have a buddy or like your parents have a buddy that's retired or currently a pilot, it's like, hey, I can talk to him about or him or her about, you know, doing this career and seeing if it's really for me or, 
maybe this person went to this high school, I can get some guidance on the history of it and how I can, you know, get through this high school. And so, you know, having a mentor, it's just such a blessing because it's, it's almost like you're getting something from the past. You know, a, a, I call it a, a good blast from the past. So, because they've literally done, been there and done that and you're a newbie and you need to just sit back and drink this knowledge. So, <laughs> and um, if you don't, a lot of time when you try to figure things out your way, it will go south in a heartbeat. So your mentor is like, hey, I've done that. Hey, go on this road, not that one. <laughs> no, and, and I think that's it's, it's so important. Uh, you, know, the, the, you know, the thing with mentors is that they, they can certainly save you a whole whack of time, that's for sure. Right. And maybe some painful lessons that you don't necessarily need to learn, even though, again, we, although we said lessons are important to learn, you know, the painful ones we could probably do without, right? So yeah. I think, you know, mentorship is big. You can have you can have a whole bunch of mentors. You can have one mentor. You know, there's no limit on this. You can uh, uh, you know have a bunch at once or whatever. Like, I mean, there's just no limit on that because it's all knowledge that you're drinking or soaking in, right? So right. So I, I actually encourage that to have multiple mentors because I currently do. So right. And and also uh, realizing that when you have a mentor, you may surpass them. And like, say they were a certain position at the company you're in. And you surpass that. Now you have to find a new mentor because they can no, they don't have that experience. They can no longer guide you. Right. So it's okay to branch out. You can still be uh, talk to them. You don't have to just like, hey, see ya. Thank yeah. you for everything. <laughs> but you can uh, you have to gravi- gravitate to a new mentor that has done what you're doing so that you can be successful. Got you. Got you. And and also too, you know, sometimes we can have mentors who we've never actually met. But right. maybe they've written books or maybe they've done teachings or lessons. Or, I mean, these days, you know, YouTube videos on just about anything. And maybe you know, <laughs> that to help guide you. And that can ser- certainly serve as a mentor. Maybe not necessarily the reciprocal back and forth that you get for the traditional sense. But certainly you can still learn from people and other, other people. Right. So, And that's, that's definitely true. So, <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. The last point that I wanted to touch on uh, and probably one of my favorites having fun how big is it to, to have fun tyler oh uh, it's it's so huge because like i said before we get caught up in work and everything and we just forget to have fun it's like you know after you you know prioritize your day you take care of your responsibilities you know go for go to that block party go to these events because you you earned it you deserve it or you know indulge in your hobbies because if you just do one thing Every day, you just get burnt out. Because I always say too much of anything is a bad thing. Right. So just make sure you enjoy yourself, relax, have fun after you complete your task. And, you know, that way you don't get burnt out. And, you know, you enjoy life to the fullest. So Absolutely. You know, you know, you know I, I think back to, you know, when you're a kid, the days seem so long, right? And as they you do. Older, become an adult, everything speeds up, right? And the last thing <laughs> you want to know is that, you know, you, you went through all this time and you didn't have fun, right? You didn't enjoy yeah. it. Like it was just, you're going through the motion. So I echo with you on that, having fun. I, I strive to do that as much as possible. It's kind of where I live my life. And uh, I think that was a great point to close out on. So uh, uh, gr- great job, Tyler. Really, it really is. I love the fact that you focused, you, you know, it was very clearly focused. You, you knew who you're talking to. Uh, young people wanted to get a really, really, set of really, really important messages out. And I think you hit a bang on, man. Great job. Thank you. Thank you.
Yeah, so um, I'm I'm working on other projects now, and you know, um, I have a I just really have a passion for writing now. So uh, that was kind of new with the remember the the, the Costco story that the, the writing kind of popped up as well. It's like, oh, I like doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and that's it, right? This is you get out there and try stuff and do stuff and. Instead of yeah. just thinking about it, just just go out and do it, right? So you know, we yeah. talk that you want to be bold, be audacious. Just go out and do it. Don't just think about it. Like if, if you, you know, it's great to think about it and conceptualize, but never wonder if you know. Just try right. it. So I think that's exactly what you're doing. I think it's phenomenal. I think this book, you know, regardless who you are, whether you're an outgoing young person or you're an introvert, whatever. I know that actually that was one of your chapters in the book on introvert. <laughs> but, but regardless where you are, I think. Uh, this is a really useful tool for you. I love, again, I love the fact that you're, 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 you're zeroing in on young people saying, hey, this is for you. And uh, I'd encourage everyone to go check it out. Where, where can our listeners go to learn more about you, you and the book? Uh, on, my, uh, on Amazon, they have the, the Author Central, author page. You can read my, my bio. Um, you can visit my social media. It's uh, my Instagram, underscore TMAC, T-M-A-C 28. Uh, Facebook's my name, uh, Tyler McAllister. Um, so yeah, you can follow me on social media, which I actually have them in the book too, uh, towards the end. So, uh, awesome. yeah. Awesome. So listen, I, I, Tyler, I, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, thank you for the time again. Congratulations uh, on a great book and uh, all the best, my friend. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me to your podcast. This is great. Awesome. Awesome. Back we are here on the podcast and first off gotta send a big big shout out to Tyler for, for not only just being on the podcast but for writing young grown and knowledgeable I think the message that you shared with your peers is an important one and and definitely worth hearing and I'm really glad that you not only wrote the book uh, but you shared it in the way you did and I can't wait to see what your next book looks like you know, uh, when I reflect on, on my conversation with Tyler, you know, he left us with so much to think about. But if there's just one thing I take away from our conversation, it would be this. There's such an awesome power when we can thoughtfully and openly share our respective journeys with one another. Uh, the, the, the advantages are, are tremendous uh, and I encourage you to do so. Uh, the benefits and impacts that we can have on people in a positive fashion, uh, stirring up the compassion, the, the gaining of win wisdom and knowledge. And in some cases, depending on the circumstances, we could even provide healing, plus so many other advantages. I think the one that stands out most to me is, is the motivation that we can provide to other people. You know, we have no idea the profound difference we can make in the lives of others and think by sharing uh, our victories, our setbacks, and our challenges. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, do know that you can do so by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com. All you've got to do is enter in your email address and you will be immediately alerted every time uh, we've got brand new content that comes out. Um, we've reached the end of another episode of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I want to take this opportunity to thank uh, uh, the, our tremendous listeners. You're absolutely amazing. Uh, the lovers of audaciousness, I thank you. It's because of your support why this podcast continues to grow and develop. 
Uh, so uh, on that note, uh, until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.